0: Hi, this is Cynthia, and I have a secret. So, uh, I was cleaning up in my boyfriend's home office the other day, and I found his journal. And I know I'm not supposed to read it, but I guess, you know, I was curious when I found it, so I did. I read it. (laughs) And a lot of it was just, like, super critical stuff about me. I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't major. But I think that's not really the secret. I read it and I thought about it. And I think the real secret is I've decided to just kind of run with it. Maybe use the journal as a guide to sort of change myself for the better. (laughs) And I guess that sounds kind of crazy, but I have good reasons for wanting to do this. And anyway, I hope the secret, the secret is enough for you. And if you want to call me back, you can reach me at 804-66. Love the show. Bye.
1: From Radiotopia, you're listening to and Radio. I'm Nick Vander Kolk. Today's episode, Points of Egress. Uh, hi, is this, uh, is this Cynthia?
0: Yeah, hi.
1: Hi, um, this is Nick Vandercold from, uh, from Love and Radio. How are you?
0: Oh, <laughs> hi.
1: You, um, <laughs> you left me a voicemail.
0: Uh-huh, yep, I did that.
1: Um, is this, is this an okay time to talk?
0: Yeah, 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 it's fine. I left you a callback number, right? And, uh, here you are with the calling. Um, I was just getting some stuff done.
1: Cool. Okay. Uh, it's so. Is it? I guess first of all, is it okay that I uh, record the call?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. Are you recording now?
1: Uh, I am. Yeah.
0: Aha. So <laughs> glad you asked. Okay.
1: So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I was just wondering if I could ask you a couple uh, questions about the voicemail. Um, what's, what's, um, what's your boyfriend's name?
0: Uh, Max is his name.
1: Okay. Um, and how how long have you guys been together?
0: Um, well, we met about a year ago, and uh, we moved in about four months ago, I guess, kind of quickly. Um, it just was kind of right, and things are great. I think there's just been a couple things that are getting to Max, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, I guess that's what I was curious about, if you could kind of talk a little bit more specifically about what those things are. Oh. Um, I mean, would it be okay if you read, read some of it, if it's...
0: like the journal
1: um yeah only if you're comfortable with it
0: yeah i think it's fine it's fine um i just gotta get up and we go get it okay um spirit with me here all right so there we go here's this thing so some of them are just like really small things like uh, he says this i mean this, this is legitimate she does this one thing have a calendar in the kitchen. She's welcome to use it. I told her that. So she's taken to writing in her Zumba classes, but she takes up the whole square. It's at the same time every week. My question is, why does she need the whole square? <laughs> I mean, that's legitimate, but like other stuff. So it, there's entry from July. He says, Great A, woke up early a low ceiling of clouds on the rooftops. Um, some, right, like German, he's German. Um, I went for a run across the river and back before Cynthia woke up. She was tossing. That's why I kept waking up all night. Sleep is fragile enough as it is. I wake myself up all the time. It's only two months since she moved in and I'm not used to someone else waking me up too. I said queen when she moved in. She said, let's try the full. Hmm. Is that, is, that,
1: so is that news to you?
0: Yeah, I guess maybe I thought he was getting up in the morning to run because he enjoyed it. Um, And, like, maybe that's not true. Um, Yeah. So I have to figure out what to do with that.
1: Is there any part of you that regrets having read it?
0: No. Not really. I mean, I don't know. If you were me, don't you think you would have read it?
1: I I mean... to be totally honest, I, I don't think I would.
0: Mm, well, I mean, I, I,
1: I don't mean that in a judgy way.
0: No, it's fine. I get it.
1: I had a girlfriend in college, uh, and this is a true story, but I had a girlfriend in college who was cheating on me and was acting really weird. She would just seem very distracted and like kind of emotionally distant. And then she would ask me to leave the room. Um, and then, like, invite him over, and they would have sex <laughs> with each other. So we were, like, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was pretty rough. Um, Sorry, there's
0: a, there's a cat here. If They're picking up a meow.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't hear it, but okay, okay. that's fine. But anyway, yeah, so long, long story short, like, she was acting super weird, and then at one point I, uh, I found her diary, in retrospect, I wonder if it was one of those situations where she left it out in order for me to find. And I had a real reason because I was like, what the uh, hell is going on in this relationship? Why does she just feel so distant? But I didn't, I didn't do it. And I don't, and I, I couldn't tell you why. It just sort of was like, well, it doesn't. Yeah. I can. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm someone who like very, I like, I think mean, clearly like I'm someone who set up a secrets hotline. I, right, I like, I, I like hearing say, like, people's a... secrets and I think it's important for people to unburden them, but for some reason it felt like that wouldn't have helped the situation or something, but maybe, I, or maybe I'd be afraid of what I would find, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, the one thing I would say, I don't feel bad about reading the diary, but I think that I would like to see if we can do like some calibrating of this relationship via me trying to shift some of these things, the, George Costanza does the opposite of it all. Like nothing else has worked. What are your, you know? sorry?
1: I what is that? Do you know and this I, episode. I mean, I know, I know Seinfeld, but I don't know right. what you're pointing to. Okay, so um, this episode of Seinfeld where
0: George decides that. Everything he's ever been in his whole life, like all the decisions he makes and all the all the actions he takes, have all been wrong and led to an unsuccessful life. So he is going to, by virtue of that, do the exact opposite, and it starts to be outrageously successful in in some like sort of related way. I've had all these relationships that just haven't worked out, and I'm really happy and fulfilled in this one. So I'm kind of willing to take the notes. I'm a little bit older and I wanted to work out. So I'm in. That, makes sounds, that sounds nuts to you, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I assume you're not planning to tell him.
0: No. mm
1: I mean, does, isn't there an onus on him to bring these things up to you?
0: Sure, sure. But mm, this is way easier.
1: Do you feel like you're, you're looking out for your happiness too?
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah, I am happy. And while like some of the stings, I'm really happy in this relationship, I think it works. It's functional for me. Um, I'd like to make it more functional for him. I hope, it, I hope it is.
1: Moving forward, like how do you imagine that this is all going to pan out? Like what's your, what's your hope, what's your goal? Are you gonna keep? Are you gonna keep reading them?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. Um, I mean, come on. The ultimate goal is is that like my life ends up perfect and we end up together and all the things I want become, become true. Um, but like realistically, um, I'm not an idiot. I know that that's not necessarily how things are going to work out. And I really think that ultimately, what I get is. Learning how to live with somebody better, like being a better person. Uh, there's some really concrete ways that I can get better.
1: We, we've talked a bunch about like kind of uh, your relationship th- through the lens of having complaints. Yeah, um, and you keep saying that you're that you're happy, and, and I'm um, I'm curious, sort of like what 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 are the positive aspects of the
0: relationship? Like, oh really yeah, like about it? Um, we have a really fun time together. Nothing we do is boring when the two of us are there. We can make something interesting out of anything. And it's easy, you know, it's easy to laugh with him. I really appreciate that.
1: So can you give me an example of a good time that you had together?
0: Uh, Sure. Um, I guess I'd say, I think it was our second date. So I wanted to find this place. It's called the Lost City of Richmond. We live outside of Richmond, Virginia. So during World War II, the city, in order to sort of build a or like create a decoy for itself, like in case we got bombed, they built this like perfect replica of the city right outside of Richmond. And there were like structures and a whole grid of streets and buildings and lights and the whole thing. And there are ruins of it left out in the woods, allegedly. So we went to look for it.
1: And, and did you find it?
0: Yeah, we did. I mean, there was like some cement and some falling down structures and whatever, but um, we found it and it was great it was great. We had a great time. Every minute of it was lovely. I think that's, that's where we fell in love.
1: So do do, do you mind if we just sort of check back in, in a a few weeks and sort of see how things are going?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course.
1: And, um, I just had this idea and I'm, I'm I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm just wondering if there might be a way that, that like maybe I could interview him as well. Is that something you'd be comfortable with?
0: Um, you wouldn't tell him that I've been reading the
1: diary, would you? No, 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 of course. I just want to get a better sense of kind of how he's experiencing it. I mean, he is the other half in this equation, you know? Yeah. Again, um, like, if you if you don't feel comfortable with it, like, don't worry about it. Um,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be okay.
1: So maybe you could just float the idea of, like, I mean, is he, is he familiar with the show?
0: No. <laughs> not in the
1: least okay um you could tell him something along the lines of like this podcast you listen to is doing a show about relationships and this guy wanted to interview you about i don't know the experience of like moving in together yeah
0: okay all
1: right cool okay um well let's we'll check back in in a few weeks and um yeah
0: good luck all right i'll talk to you soon.
1: Next, this is Nick vananderle for the podcast love and radio how are you uh hi good good Cynthia told you I was I was gonna be giving you a ring
2: yes yeah, she did mentioned something of like a radio like this is a, a live thing or, or like you're gonna edit this or what
1: oh uh, no uh, so it's um do you listen to podcasts
2: uh, just uh, comedy bang bang
1: okay so yeah I mean it's it's kind of like that.
2: Uh, Hey, hey, come on here. Come on here. Okay, sorry about that.
1: That's, that's fine. Um, so how how did you guys meet?
2: So Cynthia, we met um a little less than a year ago. I asked her out. Well, she said yes. Like I was very attracted to her on this first date, but I wasn't really over the moon about it. She sends me a text like one week later. I haven't heard much. And she asked me if I want to go find the lost city of Richmond. It's like a fake city out in the woods. And so we meet up and we drive back through these just small roads. It's very rural back there. We start walking uh, just through the woods and we get to this Road uh, with um, overgrowth on it, and it's just like st- going straight out into the woods. We're just like t- like talking and laughing the whole time, even though it's like quite creepy, and I have no idea where we are. We sit down on these uh, tires. She takes out a thermos with a little bit of tea that she brought. Rubus, Ribus, I don't know how to say it, but it was just like so good. And then she says, "You know what I'm imagining." I'm imagining it's World War II. You're a Luftwaffe, like a German Air Force fighter pilot, who was bombing the the fake city, but then you got shot down and you survived. Then I was out in the woods, like, collecting sticks or something, and you jumped out from behind a tree and captured me because you thought the Americans would come for you, and I'm your prisoner. But every once in a while you, like, stop against a tree and you cough, and there's blood coming out, and you're like really hurt from your crash, and you think I'm your captive, but I could totally get away if I wanted to, and I'm totally like Stockholm syndrome for you, and like loving it. We we laugh so hard at this, and I just thought like, wow, I'm really into this girl. Like I think I I love her.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing.
2: You think that's you think it's funny?
1: No, it's just it's a really beautiful story. Mm. Yeah. She,
2: she's so just, she's how, so did, like So she's so she doesn't like she breaks rules that she doesn't think make sense. She just like doesn't care about crossing some lines, and like I really appreciate that.
1: So how, how did you how did you move from that into into moving in together?
2: Well, after that, we're seeing each other like I don't know three four four times a week, and then what happened was her uh, lease was coming up it's only been like five months or six months or something but she says to me one night uh, cooking dinner what if i just move in here and this is what i mean like she just says that and it's like in one way like totally bold but it's also like so refreshing she's just so honest like that and so i say uh well i you know i have to think about it but i i think you're right i think yeah Let's do it. And how's it been? Uh, so, so far, great. I haven't really lived with a, a girlfriend before. I have to say it's like quite smooth and it's great. I love it.
1: So what what have been, like, have there been any challenges or, or I guess that's too strong a word, but um, have you had to make adjustments to, to living with a girlfriend for the first time?
2: Mm, not really, No.
1: Um, but, I mean, she, there's got to be something where you've had to sort of change your behavior, your lifestyle. I mean, especially if she moved into your apartment, right?
2: In terms of, like, I don't know, all, the, all these kind of like, problems that people have. I don't. It's not really a problem.
1: Well, I, like, I know, like, for myself, when I first moved in with my now-wife, then-girlfriend, she turns around a lot at night we ended up having to get, like, a bigger bed, like anything like that? Uh, no. Okay, um, interesting. Um, so, just to back up a bit, you had mentioned sort of, like, one of the things that you like about Cynthia is that she kind of crosses boundaries, and I'm wondering if there are other examples in your experience where that, that's, that's occurred.
2: Um, well okay so maybe I shouldn't tell you this I don't, I don't know but there's one thing um, I don't I don't know if like this is something she's going to hear or what what is
1: I mean if, if you want to speak off the record I mean that's that's fine by me
2: yeah we can yeah we, we can do that at least I'm not sure so yeah let's that's off the record um, uh Recently, I found that she is reading my journal. Really? Yes, I think so.
1: How did you find that out?
2: So I, I, I write in my journal every day in my office downstairs. I just I have a desk, and the um, the journal's always in the drawer on the left. I came home one day from the studio, and I found like it was a little bit. Diagonal, And I thought, like, it's so weird because I always usually, like, push it to the back. And so it's um, squ- it's a uh, square, the edges are square with the draw. The real thing is that sometimes I just need to, like, take a break from work, go for walks, and I will pick up uh, different leaves that I find. And so I, I, like, put these to flatten them in the pages of the book. One of these leaves was out in the drawer and I thought like okay I definitely would not do that so definitely somebody uh, touched it or somebody broke in and read my journal or it's Cynthia and so I just know she's reading it Hmm. but but the 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 next thing is that she's reading it and then she's she's doing what I write
1: like like what
2: Okay, this is just like a very small thing, but I like to stay very organized. And I have one calendar I've always had right in the kitchen. Cynthia has moved in. She takes Zumba class. So she has this class like same time every week. Every time she has it, she writes huge letters like Zumba. She does like Zoom Bar, like she can't even write the entire word. She has to like dash and write the bar below the Zoom. It takes up the whole square. So it's like, okay, that's the only thing that's happening that day, I guess. I wrote about it. Now the calendar on Wednesdays is like completely open. Another thing is like if we're going up an escalator or like like a walkway at the airport, when she gets off, she just stops like right there when the escalator ends and then it's like a it's like a pile up on the highway of cars so i like wrote about this time we were at the airport and she did it now she goes up escalators and she walks like a few feet to the right and and doesn't block it anymore yeah before she just wasn't aware of points of egress
1: i mean the way, the way that you're talking about it it sounds kind of like you view this as a positive thing.
2: Oh, yeah, of course it's a positive thing. It's it's actually like a superpower for our relationship. How so? Okay, how can I explain it? Um, in a relationship, you have two kinds of problems. You have really big, really deep problems, and then you have little shit problems that are totally nothing. But these, these little problems that not big enough to bring up and have it be a fight, can actually grow over time and make a very dark relationship and weigh it down. Cynthia and I have this back door so that I can write all these problems and then they're just solved like magic. Our relationship has never been stronger because of it. And and also, these things that I write are better for Cynthia. the things that she can improve herself with. So it's really great for everybody.
1: But, but do you not feel any sense of violation that she's been looking through your private diary?
2: Mm, no. I mean, at first, of course, it's a little bit shocking, but I'm very confident, and she's choosing to do it, and now we have this happy perk when all these problems are being solved, so I think it's fine.
0: yeah
1: um, so I just want to see kind of how things are going with the with the project,
0: yeah, I'm kind of excited to tell you about it. It's great. It's wonderful. We've gotten to this place where everything's smoother and more efficient or being like nicer to each other, like the other night, I came in from a late seminar. I was just like rung out. I came to the door. And he had been making this beautiful curry dinner all day long. We just sat down and had this beautiful meal together. You know, it's like we held hands and it felt new. I've gotten more intuitive. I kind of now know what he needs before he tells me in any way at all.
1: So you don't need the diary anymore. Is is that what you're saying?
0: Oh, no. Definitely still using the diary.
1: I mean, if things are going well, why do you feel the need to read the diary?
0: I mean, there's still work to be done, right? Things are going so well this way. Why would I sacrifice that? Why would I just say, oh, I'm done drawing on this unbelievably rich resource that makes my relationship wonderful? No, <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep reading the diary.
1: So, right, so what kind back. of stuff is in the diary now?
0: Um, well, I can, it's in the other room. Do you want to actually hear it?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't mind.
0: All right, right. let me find it. All right, so this is part of an entry where um, I was in the kitchen, and he says, um, I bent down to get the blender out of the cupboard and noticed her unshaven legs. I don't shave my legs. I know she doesn't shave her legs. I found it interesting when I first met her, but the novelty has been slowly wearing off, and in that moment I felt, I hate to say it, but disgust, It was the first time I was actually disgusted by something about Cynthia. I think when I first read that, I mean, it's not like it didn't hurt, but this is absolutely something that is negotiable for me. And it's just such a small thing. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but like what isn't about being in a relationship with another human you just have to have these negotiable moments also you know the added benefit is that he's more interested in sex when i have shaved legs so it's fine like the the ensuing entry after that like my results on this would you like me to read them uh yeah sure he says we got into bed later and she slid her legs over mine smooth and silky had sex and went to sleep it was easy it was simple he was happy and i was happy too so yeah
1: when when you go back to the diary is there i mean is there any indication that you're making headway like like do you feel like the number of complaints have gone down or anything like that
0: um well so i think you take issue with your premise i think i wouldn't use the word complaints these are legitimate issues he has, so I don't really see them as complaints.
1: What's the word? If we're not going to use complaints, what, what word should I use? A- areas of improvement?
0: I think reflections is probably a good way to think about it. Yeah, that's how I'm going to look at it.
1: Okay. Re- reflections. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. any, other, any other reflections?
0: Let's see. Um, hmm. Here's one. I've got it. I cannot stand Jeff. She's superficial and obnoxious and can't seem to control sorry, how loud she talks. Who's Jess? Uh, She's one of my closest high school girlfriends. We've been friends forever. Okay,
1: sorry. Sorry, go ahead. keep going.
0: She can't seem to control how loud she talks. She's a dangerous combination of ignorant and opinionated. I know that she and Cynthia went to high school together. Other than that, they have nothing in common. The worst part about her is how much Cynthia changes when she's around. As soon as Jess is here, it's like Cynthia gets a complete brain transplant. I don't know if Cynthia is returning to her high school personality or what, but I don't recognize her at all. Cynthia feels it too. I can tell as soon as Jess leaves. Without fail, Cynthia has something bad to say about Jess. I see that as an obvious sign that a friend is no longer for you. But whenever I offer this to Cynthia, she says something about knowing each other forever and drops it.
1: Well, so what do you do with that?
0: I, I mean, I have been coming around to how Jess and I don't really work anymore either. I don't think it's good for me either, and I think Max is really interested in what benefits me. He says, I see that as an obvious sign that a friend is no longer for you, and I think he's right.
1: So so you're not hanging out with Jess anymore?
0: No, not really. I mean... We've been friends for a long time, but sometimes things have just run their course.
1: Did you have a conversation with her? or Like, how did that?
0: She doesn't really need to have conversations like that. That's not really our relationship. She'll just kind of get the hint. You know, I canceled a plan with her the other day. I wasn't rude about it or anything. And I think she'll understand. I need to spend more time on my relationship. You know, it's been a long time, so I think she'll be fine.
1: So so you're going to ghost on her, basically, sounds like.
0: I mean, that may I, that may be how it looks. I don't think that she'll take it that way, though. S-
1: so, where do you see things going
0: from here? <laughs> well, actually, who can never know, right? I mean, we don't, we can't see these things, but I do know that it is working. I've never been in something that operates so well. This is a well-oiled machine. I can see, I mean, I don't want to (laughs) say, I don't want to say necessarily that we will definitely get married, but I, I'm starting to see that that might happen. I'm happy. I'm just really happy.
1: Max it's Nick.
2: Hey Nick. How's it going?
1: I'm uh, I'm good. Is uh, is now an okay time to talk?
2: Uh yeah, it's okay. I'm just putting in some laundry in the wash.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, so um it's been a few weeks since we last spoke. Um I just wanted to see how things were going with Cynthia. like she's not following the journal entries anymore or what's um
2: no 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 the opposite so so whatever i'm writing she's doing that thing like uh, of course you know i'm doing uh, these journals and at first it's going great and we we don't have to have arguments or anything it's just like points of egress perfect we can go up escalators all over town, and there's no problem. She takes side step to the right, and everything's great. I was writing about her hair on her legs becoming quite furry. Just the next day, immediately, like she is just—it's just smooth, like baby's bottom, smooth legs. You know, her friend Jess, who I just think is the Mephistopheles incarnate. I write something about her, and she's not coming around anymore. And I'm thinking, like, this, this is great. This is exactly what I want. Like, I think that woman Jess is just toxic sludge. But I'm also thinking, is Cynthia doing this because she thinks it's good? Or does she... Is she just following orders? Does she have any will of her own?
1: Do you feel like she has agency in this? Like, does she have a will of her own?
2: That is a really good question, and I don't know the answer. So what I did is designed a little experiment to find out. I asked myself the question, can I get Cynthia to do something that I don't even care about, Um, something totally nonsense, um, just to see if she'll do it. Like I write something in my journal like um, blah, 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 went to work. Um, Everybody knows you shouldn't drink water with dinner. I want to find out if she's going to drink water with dinner or not drink. So it's the next night. She teaches till six thirty, and I decide to get home a little bit early. I stop at the grocery store. I buy um, stuff for uh, uh, chicken curry, and I make it uh, with like, extra salt. Like it's so so salty. So uh, just so she would be a little more thirsty than usual, so she comes home, serves everything, and I bring the plates, set them down on the table. We sit down. And she doesn't go get the water. I, I don't know if I can be so clear about it to you, but she drinks every night. Like, she always drinks a glass of water from the same glass every night. The night after I ride it, she doesn't drink. I ask myself, okay, now I need to go even more. Actually, I remembered once I... watched a TEDx talk about an experiment where um, they put people in a dark room or like a cave or something for for months without sunlight. And the interesting thing is that without sunlight, people actually go to a 25-hour day, not a 24-hour day. And so I thought, like, okay, this could be perfect. And so I write it in a journal and i write like oh this is this is a very good schedule for especially for women and i just still can't believe this but she does it she actually starts doing it the next day she's um goes to bed 1 hour later and wakes waking up 1 hour later and She's completely. Uh, her day is is shifting one hour, one hour, one hour, and until she is is she's coming home late. She's she's eating dinner at 3 a.m. She's exhausted. She has huge uh, bags under her eyes, but she just keeps doing it. I just am so fascinated by this. That she's that she's actually doing this, <laughs> so
1: so um, so uh, where do you where do you go from here? I mean, it, are you guys gonna break up?
2: No, no, no. We're not gonna break up. I I just have to see where it goes. Do you understand?
1: What what, what do you mean? What's next then?
2: Well, what's next, Nick? This journal entry uh, will be about how you can live perfectly fine with only one kidney and something like 120,000 people need kidney every year in the U.S. alone. And it's totally fine. You can live with only one uh, perfectly healthy. You just can't drink um, so many Manhattans as as. Cynthia drinks, Um, but otherwise it's a very good thing to do, don't you think?
1: So you're going to get her to donate a kidney?
2: That's right. And the best part about it is that if she doesn't do it, then we know that she has limits, that she has self-respect, that she can uh, know what's good for her. Um, And then I think that maybe we have a future. But if she does do it, then I know that she has absolutely no self-respect. We can't be together, no matter what. And somebody gets a kidney, so everybody
0: wins. Yeah, I'm okay.
1: Why? Why? What's, what's, what's going on? Uh,
0: well, I, things have gotten kind of weird here, to tell you the truth. Um, okay, well, uh, let me catch you up. So, after I hung up with you last time, I thought about it a lot. All the things we had been talking about and just sort of like the impact of going about this project started to have second thoughts about it. Yeah. Like things like later that night Jess texted me. It's like the fourth miss text. It felt unkind and also not good for me to dismiss a lifelong friendship. The whole thing started to feel wrong. Um so while I was feeling like that I went to the diary a couple of days later, and there was this entry about how we're not supposed to drink water with meals. And it was bizarre. It was arbitrary. And I was already, you know, like ready to be done with this. But then I started thinking more about it. It wasn't just, right, that it's arbitrary, it doesn't make sense with Max. He's like this incredibly scientific empirical person he's not into the pseudoscience stuff so I I was really kind of tripped up on that and I thought I just thought this has got to be over I'm done with this it's gone to a weird place but then I had this other thought it felt planted like he was doing it intentionally
1: you think he might know that you're reading this stuff?
0: Oh, I know he knows. <laughs> because okay, so what happened next was this. Um I went to the diary again a little while later. He had put this ridiculous thing about a 25 hour sleep cycle in um and he absolutely was putting it in there to fuck with me. Like no doubt about it. And that really changed everything, and I was pissed. So I decided to do it.
1: So, you, so you're doing this this sleep cycle thing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Why? You know, because I want to see how far he's gonna go.
1: You want to see? I don't. I don't understand.
0: Well, so i have never. Bear with me. I'm never going to get this kind of opportunity, right? Opportunity. Yeah. Like. What do you mean? To really get to the truth of someone, to like eliminate the fantasy.
1: I I don't understand what that means.
0: Well, okay. So everybody's got two selves, and the obvious one is the one someone falls in love with, right? The fantasy. Then there's the one you hide, right? We all have this idea that the fantasy is the truth, but it's not. We're all just base at our core, and we agree to pretend like that's not true. I think if I play along with Max, I get this chance to see what's really true in him. What? Um, yeah.
1: why, do, like, why do you want to see that, though?
0: Because it's actual authenticity. And seeing that about someone would be really beautiful in a way. I can't back away from that.
1: Even if it's all also fucked up. Yeah. And and that was that was worth this I'm not I'm not I'm not even clear on the what the this whole sleep cycle thing involved, but like I imagine it was like pretty disruptive to your
0: life inconvenient. Of course it is. Every day, I'm one hour more out of step with everyone else, but it's not like as bad as it might sound. Obviously, I'm still teaching. I'm not a crazy person. I've got a cot in my office, and I can just wake up, go teach, come back, get into my sleep cycle. So, it's working out.
1: So, where's the boundary for you? Like, how, how far are you willing to take this?
0: I mean... I don't know. I don't know because I don't know what he's capable of. The whole thing is so fascinating. And the contrast like, between the person I've been with and this person kind of, well, you talk to him, right? I mean, did you get any sense that there was this dark streak like this other side? What do you think he's capable of?
1: I mean, I, 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 I don't I don't know how far he's willing to take things, but. I mean, certainly the the fact that he knows you were reading the diary and he was putting stuff in intentionally, like that's a, I don't know, that's a pretty big red flag. Well,
0: but from your conversations,
1: I mean. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he, he may have mentioned something about um, the fact that he, that he knew you were reading it.
0: Were you planning on telling me?
1: Um I mean I I think in 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 this kind of role uh, you know as a as a journalist confidentiality is really important and um I didn't feel like it was my place to
0: Oh, so you're you're a professional. Excellent. How long I have mean, you known? I mean just Um
1: I mean it it did it did come out it did come out in the first conversation that I had with him. Yeah.
0: So what does Max know? You know what? Never mind.
1: I'll ask him myself. Cynthia, can you stay on the line for just one second? Cynthia?
2: Hey, Nick. It's Max here. Just wanted to call and give you a little bit of an update. I talked to Cynthia last night for a long time. State of plate and figured out what our problem is. Do you know what it is? Our problem is you. We had absolutely nothing before you start to call and ask questions and try to manipulate us and be a wedge between us I don't know what kind of show you're having there but I'm sorry for you that it didn't work I love Cynthia I love her so much and she loves me our relationship is better than ever don't call here don't call me don't call Cynthia good luck Bye, bye, Nick.
1: That's it for Love and Radio. This episode was performed by Peter Lang Stanton and Cynthia Lotes. It was written by the performers and the Love and Radio staff. It was produced by Juliette Dewitt. The story was inspired by The Perfect Woman, produced by Jess Shane, which originally aired on the CBC podcast Love Me. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks also to Mira birtwent Love and Radio is produced by Stephen Jackson and Julia DeWitt. We are a production of Radiotopia. His executive producer is Julie Shapiro. I'm Nick Vanderquick. Thanks for listening.